And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. Vlogcast is a combination of spite, the strice end effect, because Unrenowned Tech decided to show up at the very literal last second and screw everything up for me. Thank you so much. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the information. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Good to be with you. I'm going to start off introductions this way for a reason. From across the water over to Paris, France. Joseph, good morning. Joseph, good morning. Uh, good morning. There you are. And from the right-hand side of North America, chiming in at literally the last possible second, Unredone Tech. Good morning. And we have no audio. Well, that's a... That's a problem. Wait, you what? There you are. Hi. Good morning. You made it. What do you mean I have no audio? Am no, I you, in quiet? You got audio now. Well, I was going to say, I could leave and come back again if you'd like. I, I'm not going to trust you not to come back. <laughs> so, hi. Good morning, everybody. It's good to be back with you. Oh, God. It's it's going to be one of those mornings right now. I've got annoyances with, uh, with uh, Discord and OBS and my Logitech webcam. And, and for those of you that have been with us long enough over on YouTube... I had to do some kind of funkiness in order to get my video to show correctly for YouTube. The way that I do it is I actually capture the Discord video chat, which is what you see. And unfortunately, Discord decides, oh, well, on your screen, you're going to see everything left or right horizontally flipped. So everything for you is backwards. But for everybody that you've got a call with, everything's fine. The problem of it is, since what I send out to YouTube is what I've got on my screen, that means that if you look at my hat, it's backwards and difficult to read because, because Discord doesn't give you the option to horizontally flip it on, on your local side because reasons... I don't know. I don't get. I don't get it. It's just one of those things. I gotta. I gotta. Perfectly, I gotta look up stuff. Perfectly readable. Yeah, for you. All I the nice. See very well. Yeah. Ride, ride for swell. Ride for Roswell. Yep. That's 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 the one. So. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those. That's okay. So. Well, good. you can always reverse it for us, and that way the audience doesn't have that problem. It, you see, but see. I don't know how to do that again, because that's the way that I used to have it, and I can't find the control to switch it again. Do you have a Logitech camera, by chance? Yeah. Just download, go to Logitech's website, download their software, and it's in there, the webcam controller. It's not. I don't really? know why. It's well, not. We'll work on that some other time when we have, have free time. Yeah. Really? It's annoying. If he sees it the right way around, it's going to be the wrong way around. Yeah, but that's normally the way it is for you guys. So You know what you should do? Oh, I got a perfect April Fool's joke for you, but that's later. 
what I need. Anyway, so, hi everybody, good to be back with you. Over in the live chat, by the way, if you feel adventurous and you want to join us on the live chat down over there, I have to remember which way I have to point. I can't be pointing where the live chat is for me on my screen, which is over there. I have to point where it is on the screen for all of you who are watching, which means down over there. So, Felis made it early. Hi! Um, I hope you're not getting um, iced over with storms coming in from the left coast. Joy. And Stephanie, good morning. Um, hope things are doing well for you out over there, too, because, I mean, weather's just been weird. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there some locations over here in North America that have gotten the brunt of what's actually winter weather. You know, for instance, up Dallin's way, they had, you know, negative... 20 Celsius temperatures during this past week, which is honestly, you know, what it should be. But the fact that it hadn't been, and then it was, and then it wasn't again, was kind of, the hell's going on? Okay, it's, it's Calgary, it's Alberta, it is what it is, but at the same time, this is not the way it's supposed to work. And I had a whole bunch of folks that were worried about me because, you know, out the Buffalo market and there's more stuff coming your way. Yeah, it, it got cold, but I mean, eh, no big thing. It's okay. It's fine. Everything's fine over here out at uh, Casa Lilter. I had a 10 second window of losing power, but I hardly noticed it because it was in the morning and I didn't have my lamp on. And all of a sudden my UPS suddenly screams at me and I'm like, oh, I got no power. And 10 seconds later, it power came back on again, and my server downstairs, I'm just like, oh, crap, I wonder what would have happened to... Came back up online like it's supposed to. It's just like, yeah, man, whatever. <laughs> it's fine by me, man. It's all good. Hex has been doing wonderful for me, so, you know, good on me there. Um, I don't have very much of anything to, to let you guys know about that's, like, interesting. Other than uh, I, I solved a techie problem with my son being able to watch over-the-air television from the house while he's at college. Because I got conflicting information from posts all over the place about Plex. Oh yeah, you can have people do that. No, you can't do that. And, and just a big rigmarole and got him on the phone, finally hashed it out. I was just like, well, there you go. Not that most people watch over-the-air television anymore, but you know, it's kind of cool to solve the tech issue so you know there's that so hi i mean if you're looking for something relatively interesting uh health officials in kentucky are worried about a measles outbreak due to some kind of religious gathering hmm. you know or how about this if you live in another country and you want to visit the united states you have to get a booster shot for the polio vaccine <laughs> I wish you were kidding right now. No. I wish you were kidding. We're, 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 list, uh, we're definitely on Germany's list for that. God. Great. That's just great. Well, we've got no lack of anything to talk about then. How about I get things rolling and uh, we'll kind of work it from there. We would just pray it away, you know. We could. Not successfully, but, I mean, could. 
a lot of things we could do. I mean, well, see, what we do is we all pray it away, and those who live, that's the one God's wanted protected. Or, you know, option B, we just give everybody flamethrowers and uh, flamethrow the atmosphere and, and get rid of everything that's in, in the, you know, burn everything out. See, the way I see it, we actually get people, everybody gets a flamethrower, right? Mm-hmm. But it has a distance limit, right? Six mm-hmm. feet and the flame drops off, right? Well, I mean, that's kind of the way that it works. Yeah, but okay. All right. And that way, whenever I go out and somebody starts to get close, I can. <laughs> if they back up, hey, they're safe. If they don't back up, well, I mean, they're on fire for Jesus. And people wonder why I want. A dilithium energized left hand polarized, helically polarized, left hand optimized Model 7 Mark II personal photorp launcher. You know, the one with the radium sights on the front? You but, talking about the one with the pistol grip? Uh well it's a it's a it's a it's a dual grip, but I mean yeah. No. Kind of over the shoe. You know what? We'll, we'll just move it along and we'll just move it along. So with five minutes on the clock for you here, five minute freestyle starts right now. Cycles. So there are two pieces about this. Item number one, birthdays. Birthdays come, birthdays go. We know full well, you know, they, they happen sooner or later because that that's the way that we orbit the sun. That's kind of the way. That. But there are things that, you know, are, are kind of cool that way. For instance, mine is coming up next weekend. Problem of it is, I was trying to think to myself, oh crap, okay, so how old am I going to be? Okay, well, let's, 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 let's hash this out. Okay, so it's 2022, I'm one year older because I was born in 69. No, it's not 20, okay, wait, I don't even remember what year it is, so I don't even think about what year it is, so I'm 39. You know what? Screw it. Fun part of it is, those of you that saw my posts on, on Facebook that I can milk a joke all I want until it's dead and buried and then milk it some more. There is a there was also a birthday that came up for a one Mr. Sam Mulvey over there at KTQA at Ask an Atheist Washington, Tacoma. So I called the radio station. I left a couple of uh, I left a couple of birthday messages for him. And then called back and, and told him, you know, I, I sacked the person that made that last phone call because they're people. And then uh, called back again, sacked the guy that sacked the other guy because, I mean, that's just kind of the way that it works. And finally called back the last time and, and uh, used, used my little rotary phone over here, slammed the, the, the handle on it so that it would ring. But I didn't hang up the phone call because it was on my cell phone. And I'm just like... Oh, wait, you can't do this on a cell phone. Damn it. And then hung up. You know what? I expect that he had himself a good laugh. I hope. I haven't heard back yet. really hope. That's, that's the nice side of it. The downside of these cycles is that inevitably there is a last birthday. That will happen for us all. I got a buddy of mine, a guy that, uh, guy in Second Life that actually kind of asked, begged, I might say, one night, would anybody like to learn how to be a DJ here in Second Life? Because I've been doing it for a really, really long time. 
like every, I, I don't, I think it was like every week or every every night or whatever the hell it was. And he just he just wanted to have some downtime. And you know, I I figured, what the hell? I don't have a great collection, but you know, I like music. So at the time, with a with a Windows two thousand computer, um, Winamp and the Streamcast plugin. Which I could never get the goddamn microphone to work, so I could do live. I started down the career, if you will, of being an online DJ in Second Life. Yeah, done fairly successfully. He's dying. I, I don't mean that in a, in in a philosophical sense or an esoteric sense. He he is in the last stages. Right now, he is currently in hospice. I will be surprised if he survives through the end of next. He's not doing real. He's having a having a little bit of a hard time um, cognitively. Those are the drugs that they're giving him, and for the record, cancer. So you know, fuck cancer, every time, every way. Part of the reason why I wear this. We know that sooner or later we will either lose people in our lives or they will lose us. It's an inevitability. Doesn't mean that we have to like because you know, I'm going to say it because it's, it's the only expression that makes any kind of sense. God knows I don't. I can't. I can't express how how much it hurts me. Because there's nothing that I can do. I'm not a medical person. The best that I could do. The other weekend was we had a celebration of life event for him in Second Life. I played music. A bunch of us talked. I recorded the whole damn thing and he got to listen to at least a good portion of it while he was in and out of consciousness and in and out of being lucid. We do what we can. The medical stuff is beyond most of us. But the spirit, the hope, the the mind... We do what we can for them. And as much as it hurts, I'm glad I was able to do part. Thanks, man. I don't like, um, I don't like making these things too damn personal, but, you know, there's just not a hell of a lot of anything I sometimes. It is what it is. So, let's move it along and, uh, and deal with the fun stuff. Which means, time for the horrible scope. So, for those of you that know what your astrological sign is, cool. Those of you that don't, it doesn't matter. You roll a d12... I found out, by the way, Dallin found out for me, there are D12s out there with astrological symbols on them. 
So if you wanted to buy one of those, you could conceivably order one. And, and there you go. So keep that in mind for later. Now, last week's. Last week, the stars decided that your mockery decided payback in the form of a chaotic, rudderless collection of horrible scopes. This week, someone suggested an entire collection of preformed scopes based on the Studio Ghibli. So, we get to find out. Who do you think is the better writer? Keep in mind, I'm taking notes from everyone. Aries, you are a wild soul who doesn't hesitate to stand up for their loved ones. You are Teto from Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Joseph. Joseph. You go first. <laughs> okay, Tech, fine. You go. Okay. Taurus, you are a friendly spirit who knows what they want and is great at reading people. You are the suit sprites from My Neighbor Totoro and Spirited Away. Gemini, you are an enigmatic spirit who thrives on a variety of meeting and interesting people. You are Catbus from My Neighbor Totoro. I think Gemini wins because Catbus is awesome. Catbus is just, you know, got to, got to see um, uh, My Neighbor Totoro uh, a little while ago um, mm -hmm. because over, over in Second Life, on Thursday nights, we have a uh, we have a movie viewing. Uh, this week, by the way, was uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Ah, love it. So yeah, got to see um, got to see my neighbor Totoro and Catbus is just weird, but you know, it's pretty. So you know, whatever. Cancer Moonchild, you are a caring soul who protects their own and is willing to fight for their beliefs. You are Moro. From Princess Mononoke. Leo, you are a sublime soul who's quick with a joke and somehow keeps everything running. You are Calcifer from Howl's Moving Castle. Also that, another excellent one. Yeah, that's another one that we saw on uh, Thursday night. And I'm sorry, but um, angry Calcifer is best. <laughs> is it the Very first good. time that you saw those two movies? Yes. Wow. Virgo, you are an ethereal spirit who is deeply connected to nature and mindful of their surroundings. You are Kodama from The Princess Mononoke. Yeah. And folks, by the way, I, I do know that uh, Joseph's volume is low on my side. I will be adjusting that momentarily. Don't worry about it. Joseph, don't you do anything. It's not your problem. It's on my side. Discord okay. being a pain in my ass. Libra. Yeah. You are a charming soul who has a truly striking presence. Inside and out. I... I the D&D &D player in me was actually kind of wondering if this was supposed to be a, a separate D20 roll to hit. 
But, I mean, whatever. You are Lily from Kiki's Delivery Service. I don't know how I feel about this one, but okay. Scorpio, you are a courageous soul who always follows her heart into adventure, seeking her truest self. You are Ponyo from... Ponyo. I'm sorry, but Ponyo is not the first character I think of when I think of Scorpio. Yeah. Sagittarius, you are an adventurous spirit whose hilarious and boisterous energy makes everyone feel included. You are Totoro from My Neighbor Totoro. It's funny how that works out that way. Capricorn, you are a fiercely loyal soul who might be slow to warm up to, but has a heart of gold. You are Midas. No, wait, sorry, no. You are Nia <laughs> from the secret world of, how is that pronounced? Ariety? Arity. Arity? Okay, Arity. Sure, yeah. I've always pronounced it Arity. But just, <laughs> Fine. It's probably Ariety. Aquarius, you are a cheerful soul who's truly supportive and down for anything. <laughs> you are Gigi from Kiki's Delivery Service. Pisces, you are a mysterious spirit who finds connections through kindness and sensitivity. You are no face from Spirited Away. And for those of you that have seen um, Adam Savage doing his cosplay as No-Face, the story yeah, that goes along good. with that is just so good. So much fun. Those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, I don't want to know. Because I didn't write these. And I'm going to be very, very pissed off if people go ahead and say that these are better than mine. Blech. However, if you'd like to ask for something nicer or naughtier, you can just ask me, because I, 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 I don't run on Duncan, I, I run on vanity. So just ask. I'll have these posted at the end of the week, as usual. Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Discord. Nothing's imploded yet, surprisingly. So, uh, I guess they'll still be available. Fine. It'll be fine. I, believe it or not, I have actually considered the idea of um, recording them myself and creating uh, its own maybe kind of podcast, maybe just email listing out to folks. Cause I mean, I can, I can bang them out inside of 15 minutes and you know, they don't have to be, you know, 320 kilobit per second audio tracks. I mean, not too, it's not too terribly. Different. Just a thought. Just a thought. Is episode 422 on the docket, Your Honor? Ashes to ashes. Yeah, um, it does sort of fall in line with what I opened with. But this past week was Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras. And then, well, the beginning of Lent, which included Catholics around the world getting fingerprints on, on, on the middle of their forehead. 
for some reason. And honestly and truly, the whole the whole point of it has never really sat with me right, even as a kid growing up being taught all this stuff. Because what's 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 supposed to be the point? And that's kind of where I wanted to go this week. Um, you know, before we have the anniversary of me pissing off somebody that I knew back in high school, who was a dick back then and uh, continues to be. And I will be more than satisfied to read his obituary one day. I have every intention of outliving him because I expect he's going to piss off the wrong person one day. And well, <clears throat> violence happens in this country often enough. And there are some situations where it's basically inevitable. And that's kind of what we're expecting. You can already start preparing his obituary. I think I just did. Hmm. Four words. He was a dick. I can, I can kind of, I can finish off with that. And meanwhile, I've got a, uh, I've got a thing that pinged me over on, uh, over on Discord. But I have to take a quick look over at that and talk and read at the same time. So the whole point of tonight was to kind of go on the whole thing and ask the question: What in the hell is really you know, the 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 point of some of these things that religion says are the traditions to do as a perfect example we've got lent for those that are unaware in the i'm not sure about all christian but minimally in the catholics and I know, I know, some people are going to be going ahead and saying, well, Catholics aren't Christian. Yeah, they are. They don't, they're not evangelicals, but they are. And all of you that ever grew up saying, oh, Catholics and Christians are two different. No, they're not. You don't be stupid. The point of it, as it had been given to me, was that you were supposed to have uh, you were supposed to give up something that you liked as uh, to 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 mimic the way that Jesus uh, gave up food water no being around people and and walking around the no I don't you know it 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 never made any sense so it kind of just jumbled up in my head and it's like you know the hell even is the point. And the, the one that, that screws me up the most is, why go into church in the middle of the week? Okay, some people do that. I mean, that's a, that's a thing. The older folks especially would end up doing that, you know, two, three times a week. Sometimes, you know, just Saturday or Sunday, depending. And then, you know, sometime in the middle of the week, usually Wednesdays. Uh, don't quote me on that one. I'm thinking back to, you know the mid-70s when I visited my grandparents in Brooklyn. So, you know, this, what can I tell you, man? This is what I can remember from all those years ago. But getting ashes put on your forehead as a symbol of... And see, that's, that's the problem. At that point, after all these years, I don't even know. I don't even know what the hell the point of it was. 
is to identify each other? Okay. So what? So that you can all make sure that you don't have meatballs for the duration of Lent? I believe it was 30 days, right? Uh, 40 days for Lent. Hmm. I, don't know, I never really paid much attention to Lent. I think it's kind of silly. It's like, ooh, ooh. Like, what was it? The kids in school would say stuff like, oh, I've given up chocolate for Lent, or I've given up uh, fried food for Lent, or I've, I've given up soda for Lent. And I was like, hey, how about you, like, do something productive with your time? How about you, like, instead of doing that crap for Lent, which doesn't really take much effort. How about you go out and help the homeless or the hungry, or, you know, maybe you start standing up for the kids at school who your quote unquote friends are making fun of, you know, how about you actually make an effort to be a better person rather than just do something. St- oh, well, fuck it's America. Oh, it's Christianity. You know, whoop de fricking do, you know, it, it, it's something to make you feel good about yourself to to say oh i've gone through this horrible thing i've given up for 40 days this this thing i really enjoy and you're not really giving up much of anything and then look how you know uh what is it penitent i am it's like you're full of yourself you know the first time i ever heard the term penitent that i can remember was Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones of the Last here, Crusade. Here, here's, here, here's something interesting. I want to compare apples to oranges for a moment. Okay, I've got a Jewish background. You want to talk about atonement? How about Yom Kippur? Okay. Now, from sunrise to sunset, you don't work. You don't go to school. You're not supposed to go to school, but you can, but some do. But you don't do any work, okay? You don't do any cleaning or any cooking or anything like that. What you do is you sit by yourself or maybe in a group with your family, but you're not having a conversation with each other. You are spending the entire day from sunup to sundown in deep introspection of all the bad things you have done In the last 365 days, every single thing you've done wrong, every person you've harmed, every commandment, everything that you've ruled, you've broken. And you recognize what you've done is wrong. And then you have to literally pray for forgiveness actually want to be forgiven for what you've done wrong and then when it's over sure there's a feast you know to to celebrate the atonement but you're supposed to spend the next 365 days until the next Yom Kippur attempting to not make those same mistakes again to not do those wrongs again it's one of the reasons why Of, of course you could get a little cross and ash on your forehead and give up chocolate but so help me, you are not getting my coffee. Screw you. Mm. Fine. Coffee. Coffee. 
so yeah but, it, now see this is this is one of the reasons why oh by the way uh backing up just a second uh stephanie's is uh filling in not just the catholics ash wednesday is also quote celebrated in the church of england which is ostensibly um dying off sorry uh, christian that's the word i was looking for christian sorry easy to screw those two Ed is also saying Lent was originally pagan. It was to allow domesticated animals to reproduce. I'm going to keep my commentary to myself uh, uh, about certain items because, well, okay, we're not going to be, we're not going to be monetizing this video anyway, but I'm nicer that way. That, uh, that's now see what what tech was saying that is one of the reasons why generally speaking not all is it considered a denomination of Judaism if you're if you're talking about quote unquote secular Jews uh, observant Jews the Hasidic community uh, orthodox I mean is is the term I'm familiar I'm familiar with orthodox I'm familiar with reformed but I've never ever inter interacted with Hasidic Jews, hmm. right? You know those those extreme levels of Judaism. Hasidic Jews. <laughs> I'm the, sorry. Guys, I'm so the, if you're breaking any kind of Jewish rules or or, or code, you don't want to meet some Hasidic Jews in the back alley. <laughs> No, you might have a bad time. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Hasidic Jews are the Amish Jewish community. Mm -hmm. That's that's the best way that I can I can I can say about it. Uh, chickens, so, yeah, chickens. They're they're, they're 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 very yeah. The Hasidic Jews are very conservative. Yeah, and they do have a lot of seclusive natures, and they yeah. take. You know, some people say the Orthodox are very strict. I say the Hasidic could actually be even more so. Oh, they because are that because that seclusion. Um, and and this is any group. This is not just the Jewish community. Any group where you have seclusion as a you know a heavy part of your lifestyle. You're not branching out. You're not getting input from the world around you. You're not melding with societies and different groups and thoughts. There's nothing new. You're in a bubble, and your bubble becomes tighter around you. You, you, you get a more narrow worldview. And so when somebody comes along and they kind of break that fourth wall of, of, of your narrow worldview – it's painful to your psyche and you know i would say any group that is seclusionist is going to hate that that's why i was saying i would rather you know get in trouble with an orthodox jew than an ascetic jew yeah there is that well, uh, the, the, <clears throat> when people live in communities like that don't forget that uh they're living according to somebody else's guidelines. So it's all the more harder because, I mean, making any analysis of their own way of living uh, requires critical thought. 
Yeah, and these communities tend to be, um, uh, I hesitate to use the term isolationist, but it does have a tendency to be that way. Yeah, and, you know, the, the Hasidic community, um, you know, if you ask, you know, like much like, uh, any religion will tell you about love and not fearing things and joy and uh, humility uh, towards God and, you know, loving each other and all that stuff and loving yourself. They all say that sort of stuff, but don't forget the Hasidic Jews, you know, they have mystics (laughs) and, you know, the groups do vary because they are, uh, you know, they do have those seclusionary practices. Um, so one group might be nicer than the other when somebody who is an outsider comes along, you know, um, they might actually live up to that, you know, love one another and be nicer to each other. Then you may also have a mystic who's really pissed off that you came in and you were wearing tight clothing, or maybe you had something that, you know, a book that had a jacket cover on it that had a scantily clad person on there that could be, you know, if you're from the, you know, 1920s, it might be considered pornography or borderline. So, um, you know, I've spent more time around Reformed Jews, and they're they, they tend to be much more casual, a lot less. Hey, you know, there were certain rules that were part of the times. The times they have changed. You know, so. Some of the things are just ridiculous, <laughs> you know, like swinging a dead chicken above your head. <laughs> yes. On the bright side, though, that's one of the things that uh, my mom, when she was young, um, got the chance to play with the removed chicken legs, you know, back in Brooklyn, back in the days when her uncle was uh, running numbers for the for the mob that goes back a long time in it. They'd, they'd get the chicken feet and figure out which tendons to pull to get which which whichever one of the those they, they had a I mean it was it was a long time. Now but, I, there is one thing I will say is definitely a positive about some of the groups of the Hasidic Jews is that is depending on where you go in the world and where you find them, um, you will find that they can be. Uh, uh, what, what, uh, like the um, what's that group of guys with the hats that donate to like the children's uh, hospitals and things like that? The Shriners. Shriners, yeah. They tend to, uh, depending on where you go in the world, you will most likely encounter Hasidic Jews who are being um, very humanitarian in nature, much like the Shriners are. Um, but that's not everywhere. Again, it's depending on where you go, you'll find that some are very, very generous in terms of providing humanitarian aid towards others. And, you know, the same can be said about other religious groups, too. You know, um, I've lost count of the amount of times that I've gone to a shop uh, by shop. I mean, sorry, a restaurant, but, you know, a, a small restaurant like privately owned, things like that, mm-hmm. that talk about how their menu is halal or halal or what was halal? Halal. Halal. Yeah, because they're Muslim. 
and they have signs up and you see this stuff all over the internet. Well, I've been to sections of Maryland where you can actually find these, some of these places Mm -hmm. and they have signs up and it says, if you are hungry, just come and ask and we will feed you no money asked, you know, because, you know, their God is great and their God's, you know, has provided for them. Therefore they should be helping to provide for others. And that that's kind of a misguided, but beautiful sentiment. It's like, take the God part out. And it's like, you got a great sentiment there in my opinion, but you know, at least they're being nice. At least they're being generous and caring towards others. Willing to give a bit of a pass that way. Yeah. Yeah. so let's 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 kind of backtrack just a little bit because there's a there's a piece that I want to uh, I want to very specifically hit, and it's because well, it's because Canada, which means Joseph gets to have a little bit of fun going. Oh yeah, we used to do that. We did that, didn't we? <clears throat> Remember the whole thing about meatless. Fridays for the Catholics, according to the Pope. And the nice folks up over there in Canada said, uh, well, we really have a hard time getting fish. So can we have beaver? I mean, it lives in the water, basically. It's it's basically a fish. So can't we just go ahead and have beaver meat? Even though it's kind of not really a fish, but let's just cl- classify it as a fish. And I love eating beaver. Not demonetized. I I, I think what? beaver is very tasty, especially when it's when it's nice and juicy. But um, yeah, so yeah, up Canada way, Joseph, you know about this, don't you? Beaver might be a little furry though, so you might have to shave it up first. You're not helping. <laughs> Dude, I'm not letting this go. <laughs> You're gonna have easy. to. Have to. So yeah, seriously, Joseph, you we've talked about this before. You you remember about this story? Uh, uh well, I was Anglican, so uh, uh. but yeah, we used to have uh. uh yeah, I do, I, I do remember. See, the... Dutch oven beaver roast. The reason why I wanted to bring this uh, that particular item up is for exactly the reason that I wanted to do this particular show. What the hell is the point? When all is said and done, there are so many traditions that end up going on. Really, what the hell is the point? You can't have meat on Fridays. Why? You can't. Okay. It all comes down to the same thing. It's just obeying somebody else's. Somebody's telling you what to do, and you better damn well obey. Yep. And, uh... And your survival depends on it. In in a lot of respects, yeah. Okay, now see, this is, uh... First off, Felix, yeah, I'm... I know. I know. And Stephanie is uh, pointing out, uh, fish only on Fridays was to provide a market for the fishermen. No joke. Didn't put it past it. I mean, let's face it. The intertwining of religion with um, commerce. No, we've never seen that happen before. That would be wrong. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, if the beaver smells like fish, it must be a tasty dish. We're just gonna. We're just gonna move past this because otherwise yeah, we're going beaver. to be. Yeah, your be- your beaver's getting old, dude. Oh, I found a recipe: beaver bonanza part three. Beaver three different ways. The worst part about it is I'm not going to get him started on the whole idea of a Canadian delicacy known as a beaver tail. The point that I'm going with, however, is that why why do we even have why do we have some of these traditions where a they don't seem to have any real sense. B, they don't follow their own rules. C, they really qualify as invocations and magics that are gleaned off of the seasons of the year. I, I've talked once before, at least once before, how Easter is not a specific day. It is the first day that they decide to use it on on the first solstice after the coming of the Puxitani fills it's it's it's, it's, it's the day we tell you it's it's whatever well i mean there there actually is a methodology for figuring out what it's supposed to be theoretically we have enough information these days that we could actually figure out what the day is supposed to be thirty year to year but Nobody seems to put that into actual, you know, the print to figure it out. But it's but it's always one of these things about the full moon, the solstice. It, it's it it, and I'm not going into it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna describe it because it's it's stupid. It's bullshit. It's archaic in the utmost, and it's just another one of these natural magics quote-unquote, because timing for everything. It's, it's, everything's got to do with, you know, the, the moon and the sun and the seasons. and uh, I mean, this but is just we, paganism at its heart. If we, if, if we have the Farmer's Almanac, I mean, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... God, you guys, you guys are killing me over there in the chat right now. Um, <laughs> no, not that. Stephanie, I forgot which medieval pope tried to drop it, then hastily had to rest- restore it. Hmm. Imagine that. The pope, who is supposed to be um, the guiding force of the entire Catholic Church. The in- I-, I don't remember when the infallibility clause came into effect. Doesn't matter. But, you know, when the head of your organization says... We're not going to do this anymore. And then the people say, uh, rabble, 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 rabble. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll keep doing it then. Yeah. You're not the head of your organization. Dr. Frankenstein. Think about that. One. Oh, like most politics. Uh, sort of, but it's worse than that because at least with politics, there is a framework that has been agreed to through successive groupings. With religion, 
whatever was put into place was the framework was just dictated and then things were bolted onto it afterwards because you know dictates but don't forget i mean a lot of the politics is getting dictated it's not that the politicians are dictating it to us it's that the uh the wealth-based oligarchy uh, oligarchy is uh, dictating to the politicians. At least in this country. Sadly. Yep. Sad. And one of the groups that are really good at making a lot of money and donating a lot of money, the church. Yeah. No, they're supposed to get in trouble for that, but they don't. Yeah, and to make sure that everybody is, to make sure that everybody understands, it doesn't necessarily have to be when we say the church, quote unquote. Sorry, I I I have to keep reminding myself. I have to do a heretic woman's way. The church, scare quotes. It it doesn't necessarily mean the Roman Catholic Church. That's one of the biggest organizations, of course, and a lot of times when people talk about, quote-unquote, the church, yeah, that's that's what a lot of them mean. But in this case, when we, in, in this instance, the church, having money flowing into different areas to grease the wheels for various different things, it's not always the Catholic church. As a matter of fact, there are... There are news reports that had recently come out about the nice folks out there, Utah way, doing oh, the Mormons? bad things with, you know, hiding money. Oh, don't worry. A they got fined. They got fined. <clears throat> a, a grand total of 0.00156% of their profit was a f- made into a fine. So cost of doing you know, business. That, that must have hit them really, really hard. Um, but don't forget, you know, the, the beautiful, the, the amazing thing that people forget about fines are fines means that it's not technically illegal. It's only illegal if you can't afford to pay the fine. Therefore, it's rules for thee and not for me. You know what? I see this. I actually see an excellent example of this. There is a section of, of Maryland that has, v- it's very prominent. Uh, a lot of quote unquote wealthy people live in the area. And there's this street that has all these signs warning you if you go above the speed limit, the automated system will, s- will snap a picture of your car. There's speed cameras. And you will get it fine. Okay. And I have lost count of the amount of times that I've visited that road and just saw somebody just go speeding down the road and you see the light at every single intersection flash. They're getting their picture taken on their license plate at every single intersection. There's something like oh, six or seven cameras long because it's a neighborhood. It, it, it's, it's a neighborhood where kids play and, and people live and they just speed right through it. I had one day where I saw three cars go speeding through there, all getting flashed. And they were all really expensive cars. And what that tells me is 
that speed limit doesn't apply to them because they can afford to pay those fines and it's a drop in the bucket for them and they don't care. Or they know how to go to court and get the fines taken care of and get it all thrown away. They just don't care because they can afford to not care. Whereas if I were to do that, that'd be a bad day for me. So yeah, anytime you see a law that's broken and there's just a fine, it just means, you know, if you can afford to pay it, it's not a, it's not a law. It's, it's, it's not illegal. And the thing of it is, it isn't just for civil law where that happens. Uh, again, going back to what I remember, Catholic Church, you would pay, you know, whatever, whatever it was that you would, that you would tithe. And yes, they're supposed to be amounts. And some of that was to help pay your way out of problems. And we know full well that historically there had been the indulgences. And thank you, Martin Luther, for going ahead and saying this bullshit and, and putting your stamp of approval on it stumped on that really good but that's what it was it was it was a fine for whatever it was just to say you've done something wrong by us so we can either badmouth you to um everybody in the community or you just pay us a whole bunch of money and we'll just kind of just let it go we'll, we'll we'll forgive it we'll clear your ledger of um uh, thinking bad things about you. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see like real change based on laws and the, uh, you have to change the repercussions, right? If we made it so that, here, here's a great example using the Ohio train derailment, okay? The derailment had happened not because of the Biden administration, but because shit that happened during the Trump administration. Okay, people who were moved out of one office and other people were put in and uh, different things that were allowed to happen in the name of saving money. Okay. And because of that, instead of having good electronic brakes on the, on the train with the proper uh, precautions for the kind of materials that were on it, it was allowed to be a downgraded uh, rating and they had air brakes that were lackluster to begin with. Good word and so for we it. have a derailment. Right. Now, the EPA says that they could, not that they're going to, but that they could find the company something like $30,000 a day or something or uh, whatever it was. It was a really low number, which is a drop in a bucket for them when you talk about making billions and billions in profit. That means that after everything is said and done, all the bills are paid. That's what you have left over in, you know, prof profitability. Um, when you have billions and billions and billions of dollars left over, a couple grand a day is not going to do anything. <laughs> that, 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 that's that's uh, <laughs> that's yeah. like, oh, they're buying a new car each day, a cheap one at best. Yeah. And um, if instead, if they said, well, you know, since the CEO, this particular CEO and this board of directors were in power when the decisions that were made that 
resulted in this derailment, you guys are going to jail. You guys are personally going to be fined, and uh, you know, but you're still going to jail. But you're also going to be paying for all the cleanup. You're going to be paying all the bills, and then your company is going to be paying a hefty chunk of their profits, their gross, or better yet, instead of their profits, their gross income, not not what they do. That something that's actually damaging to the company. That's used to force the change necessary so that doesn't happen again. But we don't do that because the lobbyists are in charge for those companies. And it's not in the best interest of the company to actually <clears throat> pay penalties. Really quickly, um, and then kind of moving off of this particular specific, Stephanie had uh, a good one. Company should pay for the cleanup. That would bankrupt them. No, it wouldn't. It probably wouldn't, but at the same time... They, they, but yes, I agree that they should pay for it. It's just that they've made so much in profits by cutting maintenance and by cutting labor costs. And by, uh, by cutting labor costs, I mean uh, actually not paying people living wages. By cutting positions and forcing that work on other people. So now a person has to do the two times or three times the normal amount of work that a person should be working uh, for their position. Um, but you're right. The company should be paying for it. And the, the, but more importantly, the people in charge of making those decisions at the company that caused that stuff to happen need to feel the pain. And I don't mean the pain in the wallet. I mean, they actually need to go to jail. I get you. And again, there, there's a, a whole a whole mess we could go through with that. But I want to move. Well, the short version is if they found, if companies started realizing, oh, look, we're the board of directors. We're about to make a decision that if things go wrong, we could wind up in jail. Maybe we should upgrade the brakes on that train because we saw what happened to that one company. Maybe we should pay our employees a living wage because we just saw what happened over at JP Morgan. Maybe we should, you know, invest in, in the better protections that OSHA says that we're supposed to have in our factories because of that one guy who fell into the molten metal and died because our securities weren't up to snuff. And their board of directors or their VIPs are now doing 10 years in prison. Maybe we should actually do the right thing because we don't want to go to jail. That's that's fair. And again, there, there's there's plenty down that particular rabbit hole. I yeah. don't I don't want to spend any more time <clears throat> on that one in particular. So, but like you said, with the with the churches, you're right. People used to be able to donate to the churches and get the protection of the church. Well, I don't know that donates the right word for it. It was it was a yeah. It was a racket. Yeah. I'm, it was I'm a protection being racket. generous. No, you're no. That's that's fair. But it's it's hard not to see it as a protection racket, and being that my family has had actual. Well, what I was gonna say is being that my family has had interaction with the mafia a long time ago. Not gonna go any further than that. Um, you know, I, I myself have not so. It is what it is. But as far as to uh, protection from what? Protection from threat 
And really, that's the funny part of it is? That's it. It was protection from threat from the church itself. Of imaginary things? Yeah, that's, that's, that's really it. I mean, what were they going to do? <clears throat> Excommunicate you from the church. You're no longer a part of our body anymore. Shoo. Wasn't it Groucho Marx that said, I would never be part of a, of a club that would want to have somebody like me in it? Something like that. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But yeah, that's, that's, that's what it came down to. If you, if you weren't part of the church, well, obviously you were... Well, I mean, we've talked about it before. You're not on the inside, you're on the outside. You're on the outside, you are not to be trusted. You are not part of our collection. So then everything just kind of goes sideways and well it is what it is and oh wow look at that back in the day you could end up being i don't know um having an army raised against you because i mean had to had to had to use those swords for something I well yeah it always comes back to Accepting unquestionably other human ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the thing, the thing that we have to also remember is that the, some of the stuff that we're describing, especially right now, is stuff that dates back a couple hundred years. Things have changed significantly in that time. We don't just take it for granted that there is a God, for one thing. We don't take it for granted that the church has our best interests at heart. We don't take it for granted that uh, Cardinal Richelieu shouldn't be played by... You know, I mean, the, be the best Cardinal Richelieu is, is just... I mean, Frankenfurter as, 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 as uh, Count Richelieu... I mean, just come on. Count? Cardinal. God, screwing up right now. The hell is in this mm -hmm. coffee tonight? Whatever it is, it's not enough. Tim Curry as, as Cardinal Richelieu. Just, oh, ah. Anyway, sorry, sideways. But the, uh, the idea that we have had things that have been put in place over generations upon generations. And, and over time... You know, as, as we've learned more, as we've decided that we've become tired with some of these things, it's like, it, it really has become, why? Why do we even bother? Where is the significance? What's the point? Lent. Think about this for a second. Lent is a watered-down version of Ramadan. It really is. Ramadan uh, is a month of from sunup to sundown, you don't eat. I'm, 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 I'm making it very, very, very simplistic. Yeah, it's called I'm, fasting. Yeah. I mean, you, you're allowed to have water. I mean, come on. It, 
But the idea is that you are supposed to give up and and feel how how I'm trying to remember how it was explained to me by uh, one of the guys that I used to work with once upon a time ago. And to give you an idea as to how far back it was, it was at the dial-up ISP that I used to work at. So, and he's actually somebody I miss. He was he was, he was a nice guy, the nicest. Um, and the idea is that you, you're supposed to feel, you're supposed to work hard for your, for, for your religious faith. Now, admittedly for us, it sounds stupid and to us, we don't get it. Generally speaking, we don't. And it's not exactly the greatest thing in the world to do to the human body, but shit, there's a hell of a lot worse things that you could be doing. But there is supposed to be a reason for it. There is an actual symbolic thing for it. Um, tech, um, sitting Shiva. Symbolically, there was actually a, a reason for that once upon a time ago. You're talking about the days of mourning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's time for healing. People get together, they mourn. Uh, it's over a period of time. And you know, somebody's died. You need time to heal. And you ask any psychologist or any psychiatrist, um, anywhere, you know, Hey, do people need time to heal when a loved one dies? And the answer is going to be, yeah, of course. What are you daft? <laughs> That's or, the nicest you know, way maybe, to put maybe, it. Maybe something nicer than that. You know, I'm kind of in my cynical stage right now with all the shit going on in the world. But the, the thing is though, is that different people uh, need different times to heal. This is kind of, you know, everybody's taking like a whole week together. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but in all the funerals I've attended, I would never want to spend a week with some of the people in my family line. That's fair. Uh, now, a lot of the friends of some of the deceased wouldn't mind spending a week talking to them and hearing stories and things like that. But, <clears throat> you know, we pick our friends. We don't necessarily pick our family. I do have to say, though, that sitting Shiva sounds like a cold Canadian morning on the toilet. <laughs> um, well, it, it's it's almost as entertaining. <laughs> then again, I mean, let's let's also remember that, you know, once upon a time, uh, not too very long ago, it was not um, it was not terribly uncommon for the departed to be laid uh, I don't want to say in state exactly but I mean uh, laid um, in a parlor in their own house or, or somebody else's house where folks could, could come and be and it wasn't a it, it wasn't a, a commercial thing you know, family family came together friends came together they shared stories they they kept 
each other company. And in some cases, for whatever superstitious part, although pretty sure there was a reason for it at one point, it was a matter of also, you know, keeping the body safe. So that, uh, what was it, within seven days to be buried? No, seven days after the uh, the day of burial. Okay. Well, no, I'm, so, I'm trying to remember. Buried uh, after death, within seven days, buried, right? Wait. We're talking about when Shiva, uh, sitting Shivas begin, right? Okay, so as as I as I remember it, and and I, I I'm sure I'm screwing something up. So so it begins when the deceased is buried, and it lasts for seven days. Okay, so I'm thinking I'm thinking of a different piece for whatever reason. After someone dies, uh, in in the Jewish uh, community, how long after death? Uh, un- what what's the window for being buried? Oh, that I don't remember. Um, because I thought it was within seven days. We're at at the seven day point. So with the the the, sh- I I don't know how long there any of that is, but with the um, the, the shiva is supposed to start immediately after burial. The first. You know, so it's like uh, it's the people who are the immediate family stay home for like a week, and that, the people just like in Japan, the people come to visit you, hmm. and uh, so like in a, in a Japanese uh, wake where they come and they they say things and you know they, while the family's healing. So, um, for anybody who's watched like. A lot of Japanese shows and stuff, like I've been doing lately. <laughs> anyway, um, so supposedly you're supposed to stay home. It's so like if, if my mom died, it would be my you know be my family staying home for uh, 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 starting after the burial's over. We go home and then we stay home for like a week, and people would come visit us at our home, and they would give their condolences they'd say their peace maybe a memory or two share a memory or two and then they would leave and in the uh quiet periods in between my dad and i were supposed to be doing stuff like you know uh acknowledging the shock of the loss and going through the various stages of grief and such and in a way you know you don't need a religion to know that that actually is kind of healthy um, so, you know, uh, when my folks, I'm probably going to need a lot more than a week off <laughs> and hopefully I'll be able to get the time off I need. Yeah, I get that. But as far as how long they're allowed to stay above ground after departing, I don't know that that's going to be like, that's going to be Google. <laughs> And that's fair. I'll be, I'll be right back, guys. Sure, no worries. Yeah. So now, as I recall, there also was the idea of um, sitting. What what's commonly been referred to as awake. Sorry, two separate words. A wake. 
and it's and as I recall now I don't know how how real this was I'm sure it had happened at least once and really that's all it takes was that the idea that the the person would be presumed dead I, I say that for a reason um yeah <laughs> put in a box especially especially in the in way into the past before we understood death as much as we do now mm-hmm. put in a box put in the ground covered over but with a string on the inside leading to the top a bell so that if it turned out that the person wasn't actually dead they could find in their panic in the in the dark find a string pull the string and bell would go off and whoever it was that was sitting at the time watching over the body would presumably get woken up by the bell and oh let's uh, let's dig them up they're not really dead so you know yeah but i don't think that's the origin of the wake probably isn't but at the same time it is a tradition that has survived even though the origins for it may be antiquated beyond uh, anachronistic. That's the word I'm looking for. Anachronistic. So, you know, we don't, we don't, generally speaking, we now know somebody is, uh, when somebody is dead, we can, we can pretty well say that they, they're, they're dead. A lot of people don't realize is that uh, in the past, a lot of wakes, uh, the ceremonies, you know, when the person was dead and they were done with them at the funeral home, the bodies would be brought home where they would be washed and then dressed and taken care of and groomed and things like that. And friends and family would come by so that they could have their, you know, their last interaction, one more interaction with the deceased. And so you actually had a corpse in your house. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was considered normal. It's still done. Yeah. It is still done. Not not as often as as common. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's getting less and less common. And, and part of that is because, I mean, most, most modern constructions don't have quote unquote a parlor, which as I recall is really what the the point of it was. So you would have a house, you would have a parlor. And it could have been considered, you know, a, a living room or an additional dining room, but it was really for the house, for the family, so that when someone passed, you had a dedicated room specifically for that. At least that was the way it was explained to me when I was a kid with my family. We didn't have one. My grandparents didn't have one, but at the same time, I, you know, I heard the stories of not exactly the old country, so to speak, but the old country as referred to Brooklyn, which for, mm-hmm. for me, that's the old country because where I was born. Brooklyn, not Brookline. That's a that's a completely different place. We don't talk about them. Boston. Screw them. Sorry, what? 
Nothing. I snickered. That's fine. So the some of the stuff, you know, it it makes sense. Still, there 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 are reasons for getting together, and a lot of times, you know, there are good enough quote unquote reasons to do it for secular for large Italian families, which I could have just stopped at Italian families. You know, you, you get together once a week, Sunday, you, you boil. Oh my God. I couldn't. Okay. The, the, the trope of the huge Italian family and the huge platters of spaghetti and the huge vat of tomato sauce you mean gravy? No, marinara with <laughs> with brioche. My, 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 my Italian grandma, she said, "You gotta have some of that gravy on." You know uh, that, uh, honest and truly, calling it calling tomato sauce gravy. I really do believe that that is a New York a New York City thing. I don't know anywhere else where they do where they call she it. She was full blooded. Born and raised in Italy, hadn't she moved to New York like midway through her life? I don't know. I don't know. But, 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 be that as it may, um, I heard She's it called the one gravy. Taught me how to make meatballs. I heard it called gravy. I heard it called tomato sauce. But for me, marinara. Because it it's is the hunkier meteor you want to do it right you get you, you get some bruschetta you put in there you put uh, you you make the meatballs put the meatballs in the sauce let them simmer sausage just cut it up put it in there just let it simmer so it cooks oh sorry i'm hungry now now i know what i'm going to have for dinner tomorrow night <laughs> how do we get how did we get from uh because because you don't you don't have to have a religious reason for having things. No, no. How do we get from Ash Wednesday to meatballs and marinara? Be, because meatless Fridays here in the Buffalo market, by the way, meatless Fridays is something that's not exactly tradition, so to speak, on a yearly basis out here, but. Fish Fry Fridays is a Buffalo staple. And the fact that, you know, we've got, we've got a, a, an old population for the Buffalo market. It really is. And very heavily religious Christian, especially, you know, it, it's one of those things that's just kind of continued on. And it, Nobody really thinks about it in terms of, well, it's, it's a holdover from, from, you know, meatless Fridays during Lent. Uh, okay. Uh, whatever. I mean, you can get to, you can get a fish fry. Uh, if you're lucky, you can get it almost anytime you want, but you want it fresh. It's from Friday. Everybody gets delivered. The further south you go here in the States, the more likely you are to find a fish fry. I don't think you'll find it quite the same. No, probably not. And when I was growing up down the New York City, Long Island area, I'd never heard of this. The closest thing to a fish fry for me was going to Arthur Treacher's. And God, I miss that. 
But I remember that. Yeah. But you don't need a religious reason to do that. As a matter of fact, it's almost more fun not to have. Because you just you just do. And again, you know, you can you can do it whenever the hell you want. You want to have you don't want to have meat on Friday? Uh, I mean, okay. That's that's fine. But really is is there any real point to it? Yeah, my pepperoni when you take it from my cold dead hands. I'm not allowed. I ate pepperoni. too much of that damn summer sausage. I can't have that. I'm sorry, Joseph. What was that? Oh, no. You just had too much pepperoni. There is no such thing as too much pepperoni. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Depends if it comes with pineapple. You do not serve pineapple and pepperoni on the same pizza. You serve pineapple with ham on your pizza. I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going to go down that road with you. Too late. Now you're 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 quite right. So when when all is said and done, are there actually, as far as we can think of, are there actually any religious, religiously based traditions that are worthwhile? And, and by that I mean they actually serve an objective good purpose. Because there, there are... It, it's... I mean, your sitting shiva that you mentioned is something that you could possibly say serves a good purpose because the result of it, the acknowledging the multiple stages of grief, the shock of loss of a loved one, that, you know, the people who are most affected, meaning the immediate family, really should be taking time to stay at home. And the other people who are coming by are usually coming by and and, and just they're not there to stay. They're there. They're, they let them know that they're thinking of them. They might bring a gift, you know, bring, to help consolidate them. Bring food. Um, right. They might bring food. Um, but they don't, you know, they're not there. They're not there to stay and be a burden on the people, you know. Um, and then they go. And so, in a way, that is definitely very helpful. However, you know, somebody might not want to open their home up for seven days of people coming and going. They might want just to be left the hell alone. So if you account for people needing time to themselves, allow it to be uh, modified to the needs of those affected, then you know, let it go. It's it's fine. If you're following it much more strictly, you got a lot of basically got an open door policy for a bit. <laughs> and that might affect some people very negatively. Especially if they're not very social. 
what about you, Joseph? You think of anything off offhand or or different angle that you want to take on it? Well, uh, I can go two areas: charity. But, you know, I was thinking about know, that one too. Yeah, but um, you know, uh, lies by omission. Um, how much of that actually gets to the people? that it's supposed to be destined for. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, I kind of get the feeling that it's like the, the homeless person who has a little puppy to try to get people to donate. Yeah. It, people feel sorry for, for the puppy. But the, it's the, the homeless person who gets the, the main brunt of the... Um, the donation. Uh, and yeah, well, basically every holiday that ever meant anything to humanity has been hijacked by, by religion in one way or another. And or commercialism. I'm looking at yeah. you, Christmas. Yeah, right. Well. I mean, you know, Christmas at its origin was supposed to be the uh, the the celebration of um, well, the the shortening of the uh, the the lengthening the of the solstice. days, like the yeah, that's it, and that's all. Yeah, it, it was supposed to be the celebration of the days are getting longer, with the nights getting shorter. The winter is going to be coming to an end. There's a promise of the return to to you know the warmer time and climates that your food will continue to last out, that you're celebrating that you've made it through this time frame. And now what is it? People spending so much money that they have to take out a new credit card <laughs> to give things to people that they don't really like in, in many cases, or they don't want to give anything to, but, oh, well, they did it. I better do it too. Or they gave me a card with money. I better give them a card with money. And, Oh, you know, it's a season. I got to put on a smile and pretend to be nice. It's like, look, I'd rather you just be an asshole rather than pretend to be nice to my face. Okay, don't lie to me. Just, just, just be blunt. Be, be honest. I'd rather you be honest because we can work with honest. Yeah. But every time Christmas comes around, to me, it's the fakest season of year. They're the the the. People say, oh, how good they were and how awesome they're being because it's the season. It's like, uh, how, about, how about this? Hey, hey, lady, hey, mister, you know, the ones who are saying that you're being nice because it's the season. How about you just try being nice, period? Forget the season, you know? Yeah. Um, and for me... Oh, and apparently I'm the bad guy for saying that out loud to people, by the way. Um, and for me, I never got east. A rabbit pooping eggs out its butt. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, I... Oh, I, it's, it's a little baby Jesus uh, going behind bushes to lay chocolate eggs for kids. Anybody could leave chocolate eggs for kids, but... You get arrested for that these days if they can identify you through that. <laughs> they can do that, you know. It ain't Tootsie Roll flavored, that's for sure. <laughs> German Tootsie Rolls. 
The oh, thing God. about um, the thing about Easter for me. Thank you. Uh, the thing about Easter for me growing up, I, I, I always had it differentiated in my head. Not because anybody told me about it, but because it it just worked out differently. The whole commercialism part, the uh, oh the the plastic uh, grass to put into the basket, I, I always hate. I, I always hate. Uh, but I mean, the the egg dying. Uh, don't don't get it. I never really liked. I never really liked uh, hard boiled eggs. So yeah, I mean the whites I liked the centers. Uh, no, thank you. Just uh, chocolate. I mean, what's not to like for chocolate? But then the religious side of it, it never made sense to me from the standpoint of what is it that's supposed to be commemorating, and then why is that being celebrated? You're celebrating a murder, according to the story. That doesn't sound like something you should really be doing. I mean, we don't celebrate that we chopped off the heads of people in France. We celebrate the... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait for me a second. The Steel Day celebrates people being released from and the place basically being, I'm not going to say torn down, but the, the, the overall of this should never have been done. This is a bad thing. Tear the whole damn thing apart. So to speak. Now, if I've misunderstood it from, from its actual, that's because of how the whole thing got translated to me in my education. I'm not saying I've got the end-all be-all by any stretch of the imagination, because, I mean, hell, half the time I don't even remember what my actual age is. So, you know, whatever. So, somebody actually has a much better idea of it. So, clarify me. Am I... Am I accurate in saying that Bastille Day is not specifically we're celebrating that we chopped off the heads of these people? Well, it's the overcome of tyranny, and that's kind of part of it. And I don't know if you've heard the uh, the words to the Marseillais. Honestly, no, I, I, I have not. We'll bathe the wheat fields with the blood of our enemies. You sure you haven't translated this from the original Klingon? Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, uh, hmm, I've got something to I've got something to read up on later now. <laughs> yeah, Google. Yeah. Um. Stephanie had also pointed out the best Christmas I have ever had is recently on my own enjoying good food. The Italian of me says, I salute you. Yeah, you know, just, it's, it's hard to argue having good food. Just. You can enjoy 
without having a whole bunch of folk. But, um, and she's also put, uh, the mob found a handful of people in the Bastille. It was a sanctuary for them, and I have no idea what happened to them after. A sanctuary? What? The Bastille was a sanctuary? Uh, the mob found a handful of people in the Bastille. It was a sanctuary oh. for them. And I have no idea what happened to them after. The, the few people that were, I, I, I guess, hiding out? But, uh, okay. Well, it was actually a prison for the pampered rich. Ah. Um, but it was also built um, as a protection against the Parisians because um, the Bastille was built at the eastern gates of the city. And just beyond lay uh, Vincennes, which was the, the, the royal palace of the time. <laughs> so it's to prevent rioters from exiting the city and attacking the... Uh, the castle where the royalty was. Any opportunity to keep people from um, slitting your throat is, generally speaking, a, a good one. Mm, yep. Generally. Generally speaking. But, um, oh yeah, so um, Easter, uh, like I said, for me, yeah, man, I, I even even as a kid growing up, and, and being taught all the stuff because, well, I mean, you know, Sunday school, sort of, sort of, not exactly. It, it was, it was Sunday school only in so much as the families didn't want to be disturbed and, and had the kids, you know, fidgeting around on the hard wooden deck that were the, the pew seats. So you know, let's have all the kids go over to the, uh, the high school that's attached to the, uh, to the to the church and or, and you know have them hang out with somebody that can teach them the stories that that didn't really go well that really got well but uh yeah man celebrating and and celebrating Lent before Easter and this is this is where it comes back around Celebrating Lent before Easter, where you were supposed to, according to the tradition, give up something for the 40 days that you otherwise like. As I said before, you are not getting my coffee, because fuck you, this is my coffee. You get your own. Actually, I'm going to have a little uh, sip. I, I was looking at uh, one of the, the Wikipedia entries. It also used to include um, not just fasting, but... Um, abstinence for those 40 days. Yeah, that's not healthy. The, now, the reason why um, I, I want to I hit this one again really quickly, while we still got a little bit of time left, the, the, whole, the whole thing about what the hell is the point when it's completely lost, it's, it's, it's reason. Like I said, Easter... 40 days before that is Lent. You give up something for the, for the 40 days, just for whatever the reason. But now you go down St. Louis way uh, to, to you, you, you go down, you, you go down Nolan's way at Tuesday. 
the day before Lent is a grand party where people imbibe, get drunk, possibly screw, but have a blast day of it. This doesn't exactly feel like somebody is really sliding into Lent, so to speak. They're, they're not exactly, you know, really embodying what Lent is supposed to be. It sounds more like they're falling into it, kicking and screaming the whole time that they're praying to the porcelain goddess for the whole night. Maybe that's what it is. You just get so blackout drunk that you just think, I'm not going to do this for another month. I'm not going to do this for another month. And, I mean, at that point, you probably just don't want to. So, But, I mean, seriously. I mean, Mardi Gras, right, right before, uh, you know, 40 days of, you know, giving up stuff. It's like, I mean, what better smack in the face is there for religious give it all up you know be dour i i just i just love the idea of that because what do you what do you what do you do at that point actually come to think of it i'm trying to remember i don't think i ever heard anything come down from like the catholic church condemning um fat tuesday Wow, how curious. I never I never really thought about it. Huh, well, anyway. But yeah, you know, it's it's that's the one thing that I very specifically remember. Where it's very much an opportunity to party up like crazy. Like nobody's business. And it's based on it's it's based on the Creole version of Christianity down there. You know, the people who used to be Canadians. Don't don't you snort at me. That's 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 what happened with the Creole folk. Yeah. They they were the they were the French uh, some of the French Canadians that were basically berated out of provincial French Canada and they shuttled their way eventually down into uh, Louisiana down the uh, uh, down the Mississippi Bayou and ended up settling down there until Napoleon sold it well Napoleon was a pissant anyway but that's just me I didn't even, you know, I, I didn't even think about, uh, I, I've, I've never had the opportunity of being down there in New Orleans. Never been to a Mardi Gras thing. I don't particularly like the idea of getting blitzed drunk like crazy. And trust me, nobody needs me to be flashing my tits at. But... I got $2 around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to come up with a man boob joke, but uh, yeah, anyways. 
<laughs> we don't need it. But you know what? That is most assuredly a party, a tradition, a celebration that is a direct response to a religious tradition that I get, I'm more than happy to get behind. Because it is the complete antithesis. Yes, I used the right word, and I said it right the first time, and I didn't I didn't run it through my head before it came out of my mouth. Of what the entire thing is for Lent. And Easter is supposed to be the big holiday, even above Christmas. But Easter <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> yes. Easter for me is just the anniversary of the day where I posted up on Facebook and said, I'm an atheist. God of the Bible that I believed in was a monster. I would never be that. And that's who I am. People ballistic on me. Like I said, one guy who's a dick, still a dick. Hey, an oyster is just another, <clears throat> it's a German holiday celebrating springtime. Whoa, 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 wait, what now? Oyster, O-E, uh, oh, I forget, O-E-R-S-T-E-R. I don't recognize it. It's another it. hijacked holiday. Oyster? Okay. It's just another it's just another example of what we were talking about earlier. Oh, it's an old, old holiday that was uh gotcha. Ah, uh, gotcha. And that's where Easter comes from. Gotcha. And there it is came up on the screen. Yeah, I I could I could I could spell it in my head. I mean, visualize the letters to, to reread it several times. I just don't recognize the the term itself enough off the top of my head. That's so. I think it's a goddess, if I'm not mistaken. You know the what? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look it up and, and see if I can't link it um, for show notes for later. You know, before I pass out. I'm sorry, I was wrong. E-O-S-T-R-E. -E. And it's the well, pagan goddess of dawn. Hmm. Already. Here, here's a holiday for you. Lupercalia, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, it was a pagan festival held in Rome each year on February 15th. Now, that some scholars believe that that's where Valentine's Day came from, despite Valentine's Day being named after a Christian saint. You know, because Christianity, you know, they never, you know, uh, treaded on other religious traditions or anything like that, you know. Oh, no. But, um, Lipercalia was, uh, hypersexualized, um, sometimes sadistic celebration 
they did animal sacrifices. They had random flings. Uh, those were supposedly to warn off infertility. Um, essentially, unrestricted bacchanalia. <laughs> I was just, I, I, <laughs> it was just like, well, um, okay. Now, the, the positive is is that uh, sometimes the couples that would engage in uh, fornication would end up getting married to each other and, and stay with each other just because they had such a good time together. That's a good reason to. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you find that you and you someone are compatible in the bedroom, and he's like, hey, you know, like you, like you. You do good. You do good, too. Want to keep doing this together? Sure. Let's team up, you know. <laughs> Want a tax write-off? Let's do this. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's that's today's day and age, but you know, I don't know. It's a little different now. Yeah, but honestly, I, I think uh, I, I think a lot of uh, countries, including our own, need to have a little more bacchanalia and a lot less, uh, uh, a, a lot less um, puritanicalism. Um, school shootings, puritanicalism. Uh, downright nastiness. And so, say Valentine's Day should become future tax break day. Potential tax break day, because you might not meet that special someone. I mean, it's only twenty four hours long, and I mean, how many partners can you go through in twenty four? I'm not going to answer that question. You got to have recovery time. Not everybody can use Viagra or Cialis. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, there, there is a limit on the human body, especially depending on how good a shape you're in, you know, and besides who says you want a partner, your hand might be your perfect partner for you. Yeah. Even after 24 hours, I still didn't want to marry myself. I have some philosophical problems to run through my head tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, we're getting close to the top. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't really have a, a heck of a lot of anything else to, I, I don't have any profund, profound profundity. I don't have anything special to go ahead and close with other than, um, for those of you that are going to be enjoying your weekend, um, just enjoy it safely. Um, stay warm, stay dry, preferably the two of them at the same time, because, you know, Weather's been just really, really weird. Um, either one of you got anything that uh, you want to? I mean, anything left on the on the on the counter for you? Because otherwise, I got honest and truly, I got I got nothing. Yeah, I got one. Nope. Uh, well, go, you go ahead first, good. Joseph. No, I I just wanted to say I've got nothing to add. <laughs> okay. No, I think what I want to add is is simply this. You might want to change something about yourself. I don't know what it is, but you might want to. And you know, it it's hard to change. It can be even harder when the people around you are telling you exactly how you have to change, even though that might go against your nature. And what your change you're looking for is something that lines more along your nature. 
to be more you rather than more them. But any change that you want to make that's going against whatever, it's going to take time. So Lent, um, Ramadan, whatever. It's something like a month, month and a half. It takes at least three months of real effort to change something and get it set in, in into your kind of your daily routine to break a habit, if you will, or to create a new one. You need three months or more. All right. Uh, that's why so many New Year's resolutions to go to the gym fail, because after a month, they give up rather than going going. I'm going to go to the gym for the next four or five months before I consider giving up on my. Uh, 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 membership. You know, I'm going to go for or five months before I worry about how much weight I'm losing. You know, because by then, by the time you get to month four or five, you'll have established your pattern. You'll have established a, a result and actually see changes. So, if you're doing Lent or if you're practicing, you know, maybe you're uh, go the route of Yom Kippur, or you're, um, you know, a Muslim, so you've got whatever it is, and you want to change something, you've acknowledged that there's something that you don't like, whether it's because it's against the law, or it's against your own personal moral code, and you need to change something about yourself. Give yourself time to do it. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen over a month. It's going to happen over the period of a course of a quarter to half a year to make that change at minimum. All right. So don't beat the hell out of yourself just because you can't do it overnight or you can't do it at the end of 40 days. Give yourself time. Recognize that you're human. Recognize that you're going to make mistakes and that's okay to make mistakes because you're human. Just learn from them. All right. Fair. And um Joseph, just to just to double check, you're you're otherwise good, you said? Yeah. I don't see what more I can add. Fair enough. That being the case then, we'll call it a night. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Hope that you had yourself it's a, a night. Yes. We called it. Hope that you had yourselves a good time. And you got something to think about for the uh, for the week ahead. Appreciate it. Uh, over in the chat, Stephanie, as always, thank you. Um, don't know what was going on for the chat for you with the stuff not posting, but um, thanks for continuing to cry out. Appreciate it. And Felis, I know that you were over there. Just thank you, hon. Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and um, make this quick because I'm I'm starting to feel a little cold and I'm not quite sure why that is. That's not a normal thing going on in my office. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned. If you'd like to be in touch with us, take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. All of our information is there. You can get the audio version of the podcast over there. Phone number if you'd like to leave us a message is 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554. And otherwise, like I said, uh, just be safe, be kind, be careful, and just 
thank you. We really do appreciate you. And next so, time you're ordering a pizza, remember, tell them to murder it with pepperoni. Don't know that that's necessarily the right term for it, but you know what? You can always ask. <laughs> we will see you again. Uh, yes, next week is still on. Uh, there's there's going to be some stuff going on uh, in, in the near future that I have to be a little bit uh, attentive to. And yes, next week is my birthday. So, y'all be good, be careful, and see you soon. So as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady. It is too damn many, but I am still in love. <laughs> Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we're together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.